How's it going, everybody? Teddy Solomon here alongside Stanford men's basketball team manager, Els Boone and Jabril Taha, and welcome to the Stanford Daily Men's Basketball Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping the games that occurred this week against Tarleton State and Santa Clara, and then we're going to be previewing the three games in the week ahead against San Jose State, Valparaiso, and Baylor. Because we have so much to talk about, we should get right into it. Els, Let's start with that game against Tarleton State. What were your thoughts, and can you tell us what went down? Yeah, this was a very interesting start for the Stanford men's basketball team. It started against Tarleton at home, first game in front of fans in basically two years in Maple Pavilion. And Tarleton came out and basically was winning at halftime. Stanford did not play well in the first half at all. Tarleton was really getting to them on defense with their aggressive style. Um, and after halftime, really the story of the game was when Issa Silva came in and sparked a big run. He played really well. He finished He finished the game with five points, four assists. Harrison Ingram had a good game leading the team in scoring with 16. And Jaden Dallaire not getting the start. Max Merle starting instead. But Jaden Dallaire came off the bench at 14 points. He was big on that run also. So really, I think the story of the game was that Issa Silva came in and he and Harrison Ingram, along with Jaden Dallaire off the bench, were able to propel Stanford to a win. But Stanford only really played well for a good five-minute stretch in this game. They did not play a good overall sound game, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they did what they needed to do to get the win. Jabril, any other thoughts on that game? Yeah, similar to what else said, a good rough three quarters of that game for Stanford. They didn't really turn it on until the end. Coach has clearly not knowing what his clear best rotation is and clearly just trying different things. And eventually it worked and it all clicked and the Cardinal found a way to get a win that they really needed and shouldn't have been nearly as much as a struggle as it was. But really, really positive performances from the from the freshman, as was mentioned, Harrison Ingram, 16 points, 7 for 11, 7 for 11 from the field, led the team. Impressive performance there. Issa Silva, confidence, his confidence grew dramatically throughout the course of that game. Uh, yeah, definitely an impressive performance from the freshman, but not an impressive one from the team overall and a sign of things to come. Yeah, it was an interesting first game. Uh, I think a lot of fans were left skeptical after it because Tarleton State, quite simply, is not a great team. And it was the home opener for Stanford. A lot of energy in the crowd, a lot of students there. Uh, And they did not come to play in the first half, especially. Uh, Like you both have said, uh, about three quarters of that game was really, really not very good for the Cardinal. But they got that spark in the second half. Harrison Ingram was 16 points. He really did play a fantastic game and showed that he's, he's a high quality freshman player. Spencer Jones, did not have a good game he only scored six points and he's a guy that a lot of people are expecting to be one of the leaders of this team Um, and then there's uh, Brandon Angel another player I want to talk about who did not score but did get 14 minutes of playing time and he's a guy that uh, a lot of us thought would would step up this season Um, and then lastly I do want to touch on the fact that Jaden Dallaire was not in the starting lineup Uh, a lot of people questioned that decision Um, I'm one of those people and he did come into the game score 14 points on playing 29 minutes but why was he not starting in this one who knows Overall, Stanford was not able to find that offensive spark, but they were able to take 12-point victory against Tarleton State, and a win is a win. So with that, it takes us into Friday's game that occurred against Santa Clara, and I'm going to turn to you, Jabril, first for this one. Can you give a quick summary and then any initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, well, I said it was a sign of things to come on Tuesday night against Tarleton, and they got pretty much blown out by Santa Clara. The Cardinal actually got off to a 5 nothing lead early on, but then quickly Santa Clara went on a 21 nothing run in the first half. Everything was falling for the Broncos. 
Cardinal couldn't stop them. The Cardinal were giving them open looks and the offense just had no creativity whatsoever. As we saw for large stretches of last season and the year before the Cardinal having their general, like five minute pauses of offense throughout each half where they just completely lose control and can't get anything going. And the other team is able to take a big lead or come cut back into the lead. Uh, yeah. So Santa Clara, one of my 21, nothing run the Cardinal cut it back to the lead to only to six, but then Santa Clara just kept making shots and sending it back out and never aside from that one few one small moment where the Cardinal cut it to six, it never felt like they were really in this game. Santa Clara dominating again pretty much from start to finish. And I guess initial takes are that the veterans didn't perform in this game. The freshman class was very, very good again. Maxime Reno, the center from France, who had an excellent game, was the best player on the floor by far for the Cardinals. 22 minutes. 16.7 for nine from the field, 10 rebounds, a double-double for the freshman. He was phenomenal. He clearly outshined Lucas Kasunas, who was in the starting lineup in that position, and there's certainly a comp- competition now there for that starting position at center. Harrison Ingram was fantastic once again. Um, actually, maybe not fantastic, but he definitely made his impact felt on the game, 19 points. Uh, Issa Silva got a good amount of playing time, put up double-digit points as well but the veterans didn't perform. Spencer Jones started in that game, 30 minutes, one freight from the field, over five from three, only got two points. Dane Dallaire, as you questioned him not being in the starting lineup in the night, the, the game before, he was in the starting lineup this game. 22 minutes, two for eight, six points. Those are guys you got to count on if you're the Cardinal and you're not going to win too many games if they don't perform. And Els, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, Jabril kind of hinted at my main takeaway, which is that the veterans were not as up to it as the freshmen and the and the younger players were. If you look at the players who played the top five most minutes in this game, Spencer Jones was the oldest guy. He's just a junior. Three freshmen in there, Harrison Ingram, Reno, and Issa Silva, and then Michael O'Connell is rounding out that five. And if you, you just have to realize how young this team actually is. I didn't think we really thought about that coming into the season. But if this is going to be the best five moving forward, there are going to be a lot of ups and downs this season, which is going to make it an interesting one for the Cardinal because there's going to be some surprising wins, but also some surprising losses if this is how things are going to shake out. But the story of the game really is that Stanford just could not stop Santa Clara and specifically their three-point shooting. I think there's a point in the game where Santa Clara was shooting 60% from three. Um, and that's just insane. That's not a formula to win if you can't, can't stop the three. Yeah. So last week on the podcast, I said Stanford is missing a couple of things. One, they're missing that leadership. Um, that expertise, those experienced players who are going to lead the team, similar to Oscar De Silva did. Two, they have issues with coaching. I believe that Coach Haas is not doing a, a great job with this team. And that is one of the reasons why Stanford continues to struggle and continues to have great talent, but not win games. Um, and, I, and then I also said that coming into Santa Clara, it was going to be a big win for the Broncos. I said it was going to be a 10 to 15 point win, and it ended up being even more a 16 point win with Santa Clara. And it comes down to many issues here. One, the defense was not on this game. They were not playing good defense. But two, like you guys have both said, the freshmen stepped up and nobody else did. Spencer Jones is a guy that you expect to be one of maybe even those two core leaders, him and Jaden Dallaire. He had two points on one of eight from the field. Then you have Jaden Dallaire, who was the most improved player in the Pac-12 last year, who scored six points, like you said. Maxime Reynaud showed a lot of promise, and the freshman showing this sort of promise was a positive to take out of this game. Uh, it says, hey, down the line, we can look forward to guys like Reynaud, guys like Harrison Ingram, Issa Silva, who all scored double figures to step up because they are very talented players, and you don't always get freshmen who are able to step up this early. But overall, it was a really, really disappointing loss. 
Um, somewhat predictable, just given the, the mindset of Coach Haas entering this season and the fact that this team is missing a lot of senior leadership. But it really is what it is, and Stanford needs to bounce back because right now the Cardinal are nowhere near the bubble after this loss against Santa Clara. They need to get back onto the bubble and try to fight for a spot in the NCAA tournament because a 16-point loss to a Santa Clara team that did not look good in their first game of the season, that's really, really embarrassing for this team, a team that has an incredible recruiting class, some really good experienced players coming back, and really so much recruiting power to the point where they should be beating teams like Santa Clara with ease. So moving into the games in the week ahead now, because we have three games to talk about, it's going to be a very exciting week. And it all starts on Monday against San Jose State at 8 p.m. Um, Jabril, you first, what are your what are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, well, this has to be a rebound game for the Cardinals. San Jose State is just simply nowhere near the Cardinals talent level. They're ranked number 331 in Ken Palm right now, 312 in offensive efficiency, 338th in defensive efficiency. The Cardinal can get need to have their way with the San Jose State team. Uh, and yeah, as Haas said post game, we can't let this loss. I'm paraphrasing here, but we can't let this loss be something that lets us spiral down. Like we saw last year, late in the season, how that heartbreaking loss to Washington State spiraled this team into oblivion. Essentially, this can't happen this early in the season. Yes, as you said, Teddy, they're far off the bubble, but it's really, really early still. I know it feels for many Stanford fans like. Oh boy, this is going to be a long season. Oh boy, football is not very good either. What am I going to do with my Stanford sports fandom? Uh, watch women's basketball; it's a good idea. But it, yeah, it's 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 really early, and Stanford has to rebound because another loss like this, and it could get really ugly really fast. And Els, what are you looking at ahead of this matchup? Yeah, looking more at the matchup itself, San Jose State historically has been a pretty bad team and I don't think that's really going to change this year in the first in the first year of Tim Miles's tenure there he's coming over from Nebraska where he was a couple of years ago they've got a few transfers some high major schools Sean Robinson who scored 14 points in their opener against CSU Fullerton's coming over from Ole Miss Trey Anderson from South Carolina Ibrahima Diallo from Ohio State and Tibbet Gorner from Arizona so they've got some guys from some high major schools that could project to be pretty good down the road but just right now as Jabril said they're not at the same talent level as Stanford and to look at their opener they beat CSU Fullerton by two a team that lost in their opener to Santa Clara by seven so we'll see how that how the transfer property there works if it works at all. One thing I want to note, Trey Smith led them in scoring and he shot 60% from three in that game. Is And we saw Stanford struggle defending the three against Santa Clara. So we'll see how this game shakes out. Yeah, I don't have a ton to add there. This San Jose State team quite simply should not be very good. But like you said, Els, if we're looking at the transitive property there, they did beat a, a CSU Fullerton team that played Santa Clara much closer than Stanford did. So We'll have to see how that plays out. And I would agree the guy to watch is going to be senior guard Trey Smith. He is a very much a senior leader on this team and scored 14 in that first game that they had of the season. Um, so it's, it's a must win for Stanford because you're coming off of what is a really, really bad loss and fans really losing faith in the program. So you need to also show these freshmen that, hey, if you're going to step up, we're going to win games because guys like Spencer Jones, Jaden Dallaire, Michael O'Connell, they're going to step up because they're the leaders of this team and the leaders need to step up. So that takes us right into Wednesday's game against Valparaiso at 5.30 p.m., also a home game. 
Valparaiso lost to Toledo and UIC already, and they're coming in at 0-2. But, Els, what are your initial thoughts on that game? Well, it's the homecoming of Matt Lodditch, a former Stanford player, which would be pretty cool in and of itself. But, Teddy, as you said, Valparaiso, right now sitting at 0-2, we are their next game. I think this should be one that Stanford has to be able to take handily. One player to note for Valpo is Thomas Kithier, the Michigan State transfer. He's averaging 22-8 and right now. He's a big man. That's going to be a player to watch. And Jabril, what are your thoughts? Similar to Al's, it's one of those games Stanford has to get. Valpo was picked seventh in the Missouri Valley Conference preseason poll, and he said over two on the year. Some stats for you. They're sitting at number 258 at Ken Palm, 265 offensively, 234 defensively. So, again, it's another game that uh, Stanford has to win, as I was mentioned, the homecoming there. Yeah, they got to get two rebound games here at Maples before, as we're about to talk about, a pretty daunting trip down to Waco. Yeah, so these are two games that we would usually consider by games because uh, especially looking at how Valparaiso has played up to this point, they have not looked very good. But I do think that Thomas Kithier is going to cause a lot of problems for Stanford in the front court as he had 28 in his most recent game. He really is a force to be reckoned with, and that could cause a lot of problems for a young Stanford team and a team that's missing Oscar De Silva from last season, who usually would have fulfilled that, that role of the leadership in the front court. Um, but they did lose to Toledo. They lost to UIC, and it's another must win for Stanford because that's a worse loss than Santa Clara if you lose that one. Similar to San Jose State, these are teams that are sub-250 in Ken Palm. Uh, Valparaiso be, being higher than San Jose State, despite having lost their first two games, like you mentioned, Jabril, but it, it's very much a must win for this Cardinal team. And then after this game against Valparaiso, Stanford enters what is one of the most most looked forward to matchup of this season. And that's the game against Baylor on Saturday at 10 a.m. The defending national champions. It's going to be an amazing game to watch no matter what happens. But Els, what are your thoughts looking ahead of that, of that epic matchup against Baylor? Yeah, and it really is an epic matchup. One of the marquee matchups of Stanford's non-conference slate. And if you look at Baylor, obviously they won the national championship a year ago. Are they a change team? Yes, but they still have a lot of very talented players. And they're a top 15 program, in my mind. Gone from last year, are they basically their top four guys? Davion Mitchell, Mark Vidal, Macy Oteague, and Jared Butler. But Adam Flagler's back, Matthew Mayer's back, and Jonathan Chamochacho is also back. And they bring in Arizona transfer James Akinjo, who honestly could be their best player this year. He's obviously a great point guard. We've seen him play before in the Pac-12. Then off the bench, they're going to bring a five-star small forward in Kendall Brown, who's pretty good. He can shoot the ball a bit. I just think this is a very athletic team, probably the most athletic team Stanford will face this season, which could really cause some problems for a team that honestly hasn't played too athletic in the past. And Jabril, how about you? What are your thoughts on that game against Baylor? Yeah, I was covered it all from a roster standpoint. I'll take the big picture here. Losing a game to Santa Clara puts a lot more pressure on these types of games. If Stanford were to beat Santa Clara and then end up beating San Jose State and Valparaiso as they should, they would have been sitting at 4-0 going into a game on the road that no one expects them to win. Obviously, losing this game would not move where, the St- where Stanford is relative to the NCAA tournament, but, win- but there's much more of an incentive to win this game right now because of what happened in Santa Clara. So again, like, this is going to be a really, really tough matchup for Stanford. Again, talent-wise, Baylor's lost a lot, but retooled really well. Stanford's a very young team. This is going to be their first significant road trip. As you said, Santa Clara is just a 20-minute bus ride away. It's going to be a huge test for this Cardinal team, and they, they might struggle with it, or they might end up surprising us with no pressure on themselves. So we'll see what happens. 
Definitely. So Els, you really touched on how, how new this Baylor team is, how it really isn't the same team that we saw take down Gonzaga in the finals of the NCAA tournament last season, but it is still very much a talented team. I would argue though, personally, that this Baylor game is the least important game of the week. And the reason I'm going to say that is a loss against Valparaiso or San Jose state pretty much ends Stanford's chances of making the NCAA tournament. Obviously, you can still get that automatic bid by winning the Pac-12 tournament, and there really is theoretically a chance of getting an at-large bid if everything goes right for the rest of the season, but nobody's expecting Stanford to beat Baylor, and that game is the least important game of the week, despite it being the one that by far the most people are going to watch and the one that many people would argue is the most interesting because Baylor being the defending champs, everybody's going to want to watch that, myself included. Um, I would say watch out for senior guard James Akinjo, who knows this Stanford team, because that's always an interesting matchup. It's very interesting to see players when they switch to other schools, but who have still played that school and had experience in the conference. James Akinjo, as we know, played at Arizona. So I would say it's the least interesting game of the week, but it's still an interesting one. Um, So now let's get right into predictions. Jabril and I are going to give our predictions for each of these three games. Right now where we're at in the season, I went 2-0 last week. Jabril went one and one, but everything can change this week with these. So Jabril, what are your predictions for these three games? Boy, I'm already down a game early in this season. Great. Uh, Let's go with San Jose State. I think the Cardinal take a double digit lead, a double digit win against both San Jose State and Valparaiso. Uh, I think both these games are going to be quite comfortable. I think the Cardinal will rebound somewhat. Maybe hopefully Santa Clara game serves as a wake up call. Two home games at Maples. Uh, I think Haas is quite good at, mo- at motivating this early in the season and we're a young team uh, I know Teddy's not going to agree too much with that but but young young team early in the season the Santa Clara isn't a dagger it's not one of those dagger losses if they lose to San Jose State and Valparaiso as you said it would take a miracle to come back and find a way into the NCAA tournament so I think they win both games at home comfortably the team serves as sort of a wake-up call and gets those wins comfortably um Baylor, I don't think they're going to really be in this game that much. I think the road trip to Waco is tough. Uh, there's going to be a lot of no, – it's it's just – even though the Cardinal have no pressure on them, Baylor's a significantly more talented team. Stanford's a very young team. We saw how they struggled on the road, even on a 20-minute bus ride the other day. Uh, this is going to be a really, really tough game. I would be pretty surprised if Baylor loses – if Baylor wins by anything less than double digits. Um, I, I think a, sing, a single-digit win for Baylor would be an impressive performance from the Stanford squad. Uh, So yeah, two comfortable wins at home and a pretty comfortable loss on the road. So I think if there's anything we learned about this Stanford team last season, it's that they do not bounce back. After playing Washington State and losing that game in triple overtime, Stanford never bounced back at any point in the season and really just spiraled downhill. With that being said, San Jose State is a terrible team. They beat CSU Fullerton by two, but the transitive property is extremely deceptive. And I believe that Stanford is going to win that game comfortably. I think it's going to be a double-digit victory. Um, I wouldn't call it a bounce-back game because San Jose State is number 331 in Ken Palm and Stanford is Stanford. So if they're not winning that game, that's very, very questionable and very different from losing to Santa Clara on the road in a true road game. But then that takes us into Wednesday when I think Stanford is going to lose to Valparaiso. I think it's going to be a close one. But I'm going to take Valparaiso by 5-10 to in that one because I do think that Thomas Kithier is going to cause a lot of problems for this Stanford team. I think it's a busy week, and they're going to be looking ahead to Baylor on the weekend because 
All eyes are going to be on that game. They're going to be saying, hey, this is the game to watch. This is the game that gets you into the NCAA tournament. You must win this one. It's against the defending champs. And I think Valparaiso is going to come into town and get a really sneaky victory there that nobody's going to really be looking at. And then that's going to take us into Saturday against Baylor, when I think Baylor is going to absolutely demolish this Stanford team. I would be surprised if that game were within 20, quite honestly. And I think that will just quite simply be a blowout. There's no reason to believe that this Stanford team can go into Waco and beat Baylor after going in and just getting destroyed by Santa Clara. But who knows? We could be proven wrong at this point. But that Valparaiso game is one to watch. I I would say the busy week and looking ahead to Baylor is going to really creep up on them and cause some problems. So I have Stanford going one and two this week and falling even more off of the bubble with what is a, a really bad loss to Valparaiso. With that being said, we looked at the two games this past week. We looked ahead to the three games in the week ahead, really gave our thoughts about this team and That's it for today's episode of the Stanford Daily Men's Basketball Podcast. Make sure to return next week when we're going to be recapping all three of these games. And it's going to be super interesting to look back on it because as of now, I think we're very much uncertain with how this week is going to go because we saw a Stanford team that was not looking very promising. But they could turn everything around because they have the freshman talent. They really do have a lot of talented older players as well, especially uh, Jaden Dallaire and Spencer Jones. So if those guys step up, this Stanford team could turn it around. We'll just have to see. But thank you guys for listening to the Stanford Daily Men's Basketball Podcast. I'm Teddy Solomon alongside Stanford Men's Basketball Team Manager Els Boone and Jabril Taha. This episode was produced by Philip Pelarjan. Special thanks to Els Boone, Teddy Solomon, and Jabril Taha for hosting this series. My name is Lorenzo Del Rosario, and I'm the managing editor for Volume 260. For more podcasts by the Stanford Daily, visit stanforddaily.com slash category slash podcasts.